This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 39 of the Animaniacast. Alas, poor Yorick. Whoa, check out Skullhead. I knew him, Horatio. A fellow of infinite jest, of most excellent fancy. He was funny. He hath bore me on his back a thousand times. He gave me piggyback rides. And now, how abhorred in my imagination it is, my gorge rises at it. I'm going to blow chunks. And welcome to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. Here we explore the series episode by episode, revisiting all the cultural references and gags that we can think of, and in the end, we give the episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. Chihuahua! <laughs> and across the country in Georgia is Kelly! <laughs> in case you didn't hear what Nathan said, he said Chihuahua, Chihuahua, which is um, something that best movie ever from Beverly Hills Chihuahua, which I don't think we've ever actually I never seen. Actually thought, but I assume it has to be good. Whenever the tra- but the way he said it, 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 it sounded like Ewokies. It did <laughs> Chihuahua. <laughs> I Chihuahua. He, Wicked does say I Chihuahua or mm-hmm, something like I, that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But no, in this case, it was whenever the preview, which felt like it was a trailer that lasted about 10 minutes. Yeah, and it would be on like random movies. Yeah, we we would see the movie and it would be like, well, Beverly Hills Chihuahua movie, like here's the trailer for it. Mm -hmm. And Nathan, being Nathan, would just start laughing hysterically. At everything. (laughs) It made it so much better. (laughs) So the the entire theater is quiet except for Nathan who just is fake laughing at every but stupid then joke. then it becomes a real laughter because... <laughs> Why would anybody laugh at that? Exactly. There you go. That's comedy. Today we are going to be talking about episode 39, which features Smitten with Kittens, Alas, Poor Skullhead, and White Gloves, as well as various other... Little filler material yeah, and things like that. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, what do you guys think about uh, today's episode? In a, in a few words, uh, Kelly, we'll start with you. What did you What did you think? Um. Wow. This one's kind of hard to sum up. <laughs> <laughs> um. I it, it was okay. <laughs> and Nathan, what about you? Yeah, I thought it was kind of like all over the place. I would say. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Well, Nathan, when did today's episode? When did today's episode first premiere? Well, Joey, it was uh, Thursday, November 11th, 1993. The Pope had just been hospitalized. Uh Uh-oh. Well, I guess he's just uh, fractured his shoulder and was hospitalized for two days. And uh, Disney had just announced plans to build a 150-acre history-themed amusement park near uh, Haymarket, Virginia, called Disney's America. Of course, the project later was canceled. In September of 1994. <laughs> but it was going to be huge. It's going to be this huge thing in Virginia. 
Oh, I'm, I'm guessing that didn't go well with the people of Virginia. Yeah, they didn't like the idea. Because so. obviously we have colonial Williams Williamsburg and stuff mm-hmm. like that in Virginia that they're like, um, no, we we got our our, <laughs> our amusement park. Be, yeah, exactly. It'd be like it'd be Mickey wearing. Yeah, colonial. but this is fake history. Yeah, it's fake history, kids. <laughs> Well, that's interesting. Okay, so let's go ahead and get right into our episode. And uh, I think we're going to go ahead and talk about a couple different of the filler portions right now first. Okay. And then we'll get into the the, the actual, you know. The meat. Yeah, <laughs> the meat and potatoes of the episode. <laughs> and now, Dot's Poetry Corner. <clears throat> So before we even get to the theme song today's episode, we see a Dot's Poetry Corner. Uh, and Dot recites her interpretation of Jack Be Nimble. Jack Be Nimble, Jack Be Quick, Jack jumped over the candlestick and burnt his butt. Thank you. You know, this was, it was kind of cute. I mean, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Little Miss Tuffet because she shows off. Her, her bottom and both, mm-hmm. <laughs> both of these cartoons. Um, but, uh, you know, then later on we have uh, one more Dot's Poetry Corner where Dot recites her interpretation of This Little Piggy, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, I, I think it ended up turning into Dot. Uh, there's some some backstory to this. like Yeah, something somehow Dot's pinky got... <laughs> or pinky toe got... No, I think she's talking about some... Uh, <laughs> She's referencing some other movie star that got a, a part in a movie, mm. and she's calling her a little piggy or something like that. So Dot is not being very nice. Okay, I, I thought her. I thought literally her toe had got her on a sitcom. <laughs> no, I and don't I was think like, so. I think she was referring to some other actress, perhaps, that uh, got mm. a part in a sitcom. This little piggy went to market. This little piggy stayed home. This little piggy got her own primetime sitcom. And it really kills me because I'm so much more talented than she is. Thank you. Uh, well, guys, what do you think? What do you think of these dot poetry corners? Which one was better of the two? Uh, Nathan, what do you think? I liked the uh, Jack B. Nimble or, you know, the burning the butt kind of thing. Uh-huh. It was just funnier. See yeah. you, butt. See a butt. And Nathan, I'm uh, not Nathan. I, yeah, do you want to see it again? No. I'll say it again. No. Jack be nimble. <laughs> no. And Kelly, what about you? I I like the Jack be nimble one better too. The uh, the second one after, after it was over, I was like, what? That wasn't that funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to disagree with both of you. I like the I I like the little Miss okay. Piggy one. I not little Miss Piggy. <gasps> what if it was That's Miss what Piggy? I was thinking. Did what she get it, her own sitcom? Maybe it was. Time? Was that? Muppet Babies. Oh, wait, no, that was before this. Okay, but, but maybe who who knows? I mean, maybe she, Dot was going to be in Muppet Babies maybe. for some odd reason, and, and then, then Miss Piggy <laughs> got the part. Little Miss Piggy. Little Miss Piggy. It would have been kind of weird for Dot to be playing Little Miss Piggy. It doesn't. But it doesn't. It, hey, it doesn't matter. She was upset. I'm sure she would have been great at it. Okay, now we know the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. I'm Paul Harvey. Good day. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and get to our uh, other part, or other filler, I should say. Yeah. Before we get to our, I was about to get some more gravy. Cartoon. More gravy on our meat and potatoes, <laughs> and that is the good idea, bad ideas. It's time for another good idea, bad idea. The first good idea was good idea was cleaning up litter. Bad idea was cleaning up kitty litter. Mm-hmm. Um, was this really a? A true good idea, bad idea? No, it's a good idea to take out both 
kitty litter and regular litter. Like, I think the problem is how Mr. Skullhead was cleaning up the yeah, kitty litter. Maybe don't take it out with your hands. But even like regular litter, you don't want to just be picking that up necessarily with just your hands. I mean, it can be. That one didn't quite work for me. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Let's talk about the other good idea, bad idea. the The first good idea was playing the accordion at a polka festival. Mm-hmm. And of course, the bad idea was playing the accordion, playing the accordion anywhere else. And it fun. shows, and it shows him in a bus, and he gets attacked by all the passengers because he's playing the accordion in there. Um, I like the accordion. I don't know. I like it in They Might Be Giants and Weird Al Yankovic. I'm a huge accordion yeah, those fan. Those are the two I know. <laughs> the two examples of when it's always okay to play accordion. <laughs> in They Might Be Giants concerts, that accordion gets a- applause when they pull that accordion mm-hmm. out. Uh, <laughs> it's like a huge deal. So I, I don't know. I, of those two, I think that uh, the the accordion one is probably a little bit yeah, better. Yeah, probably. Although one. the kitty litter one does lead right into kind of a Rita and Runt kind of a... I'm That's true. A, but I still, yeah, I agree. Accordion is funnier. Yeah. Well, made more sense. But well, well, speaking of leading right into the, the read and run, mm-hmm. let's let's lead right into that. How about that for a oh. weird, bad transition? Right into a lead into a... <laughs> exactly. Let's go ahead and talk about Smitten with Kittens. And Smitten with Kittens was written by Deanna Oliver and directed by Alfred Gimeno and Dave Marshall. And Kelly, what can you tell us? What basically happens right here in Smitten with Kittens? Smitten with Kittens is a Rita and Rat episode, and they, in the beginning, they're being fed by a little old lady at a restaurant, but then Rat starts playing tug-of-war with a tablecloth that's sort of hanging off the edge of a table, and they end up causing chaos and, and get kicked out of the restaurant. Then they stumble across these teeny little uh, three kittens that are hungry. And <laughs> Runt thinks they're puppies. Yes. And he doesn't mm-hmm. understand how he, he could have not puppies. <laughs> uh, so, so he's so confused. And uh, Rita's kind of having this internal struggle. Like, should she take care of them she wants her independence it's not like her biological clock is ticking or anything mm-hmm. like that and it's, it's this really kind of existential crisis that i, <laughs> I find a little heavy for for a children's cartoon um yes but, uh, she she's basically trying to figure out if she wants kids or not and um you know, takes on this and take on this responsibility and so she sings and the little kitty sing and uh, at the end of the episode, they they get the little lady to come back, and she takes the kittens, and now Rita's got her independence back, and Rump misses the puppies. Mm. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it was a, it was a it was a nice episode of Rita and Runt. Yeah. Um, what do you guys? Uh, well, before we talk about what we think, what we the different parts we like quite a bit, there was just a few quick cultural references in it mm-hmm. uh at one point uh <laughs> let's see the rita asks runt if uh he's ever heard of share yeah uh because of course he was he just eating the, <laughs> he the sausages sharing. he wasn't sharing you ever heard of share yeah. and he says oh yeah she's the pretty lady with tattoos mm-hmm. and it's and uh, <laughs> that that kind of goes over most people's head today they don't think when i think of share i don't think tattoos 
But yeah. at the time, I think what was what it was some music video, I think Kelly, or maybe she might have also been on the the Super Bowl halftime show. But she has like a, a rose on her butt cheek, I think, or something like that. Um, and I think it was seen in uh, if I could turn back time or something hmm. like that. You could see. I I can't claim to have any sort of knowledge about what Cher <laughs> has on her butt. Well. Okay. It was, like, I don't know. It was a time of awakening for Joey at the time of nineteen ninety. Like yeah, <laughs> it was a, a young a young Joey woke in nineteen ninety three, <laughs> paying attention to Cher's tattoos. Yes, uh, I think she has a I think she has a rose tattoo. You would know. I I, I, I would. I <laughs> and uh, the other uh, quick uh, cultural reference of this uh, cartoon, they talk about. You know, you're good mama, Rita. And he says that uh, she's like Re- uh, Vicki Lawrence or Meredith Baxter. And Vicki Lawrence, that made me laugh because Vicki Lawrence played mama in uh, the, the Mama's Family, which hmm. was on the Carol Burnett show. And then later she had her own sitcom called Mama's Family. And Meredith Baxter played the mother in Family Ties. Huh. So, yeah. So there you go. Like, you know, he's thinking of, he's thinking of TV moms. And then uh, it's topped off at the very end with Rita when she says to the, the kittens, Eat it or I'll drop your sweet little tushies in the pound. Roseanne. Definitely a mom like Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> and Roseanne, uh, who, of course, uh, I believe at the time, you know, went by Roseanne Barr, uh, had her show Roseanne. And uh, yeah, Roseanne was not the typical sitcom mom. Um, so would, would probably say something like, I'm going to drop your tushies in the, in the pound to her children. And so that was cute. Uh, well, Kelly, you mentioned some of the, some of the existential crisis that, that, uh, she was having in this one right here. I'm nobody's mama, got no family. I'm a career cat. And my career is all about me. No one can tie me down. I'm going places. Straighten up. Don't make those silly, sad faces. It's rude. All right, I'll get food. She was mentioning quite a few things. She was talking about her biological clock. Yeah. She was mm-hmm. She was talking about being a career cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What did you guys think about that song that she was singing? I liked it. Um, I thought it was uh, hummable, I guess. I don't know. Just, yeah. Get, you, well. It's not something you'd see in a Disney movie. No, not no. at all. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> basically the opposite of what a Disney character would be. Oh, saying. totally. Like, I, I did like the nice change in tone. I mean, it did have a heart to it. It's, mm-hmm. it you know, and I just mentioned Career Cat and My Biological Clock, and it almost sounds like a, almost like a dark kind of uh, depressing song or no, something. but she's, like, she really, she kind of wants to take care of the, like, but she also doesn't want, like... Yeah, she wants nice... her independence. Yeah. I did like the t- the change in tone, though, when she looked and she saw the, through the window... Uh, the mom cat. Uh, she saw two different versions of uh, being a mom, mm-hmm. right? The mom that has crazy kids and uh, lazy husband and stuff like that. Yeah, and the other version where it's the it's the cat mom, and she remember. I think she has this kind of moment where she sings about her own mother and and remembering her and stuff. So 
I thought that was cute. I thought that was nice. I'd never tolerate that. On the other hand, oh my mama, I love you, mama. I will never leave you, mama. No, you got the wrong cat. I just wish that the animation fit the quality of the singing. Yeah. I I really just I, I think it takes away from um Bernadette Peters' voice when I when you're paying attention to the character that's singing and it's just distracting when you're like, oh what it just it the the model kind of changes form or the, the lip sync is a little bit off and it it's just kind of a it's, it's it's a shame, I think. It's like, oh gosh, if only the animation was just slightly better on these, mm-hmm. I, I would uh I would like it a little bit more. I will tell you one song I did not like, however, and that was the Milk Please Mama song. Oh, come on. <laughs> Gosh, that song. It, I, I swear, that song's been going over in my head all day. And it, it sounds like it, it's a total earworm of a song. And it gets in my head. Milk, 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 milk. It's like a jingle. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it made me thirsty, but that's about it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See, it didn't have that effect on me. I, I mostly forgot about it. But again, I, <laughs> I, I, I was watching it on my lunch break. So I yes. like, I've got to eat and then I got to go back to work. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, trying to, my brain was shifting a lot of diff- different directions. So I, <laughs> just, I didn't remember this all. Well, no, I'll just close out my thoughts. What do you guys think about that crazy lady? Where'd my friends go? Oh, I get it. They don't know you. You don't know them. I'll take you to a mama cat downtown with oodles of milk. Ah, who am I kidding? It's me. I thought she was interesting. Was she supposed to be like someone, like a character of someone? No, who she's supposed to be? Where she's like wearing a dress, uh, like high top shoes, wearing mm-hmm. a dress and. She's talking about reincarnated relatives, and I guess it's supposed to be a Ruth Gordon tribute. Oh, I don't know who that is. I have no idea. But you should play a clip of it right here. No, didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ruth Gordon was in the movie um, Harold and Maude. She was the old woman in Harold and Maude. Mm-hmm. She was in uh, Rosemary's Baby. And the wonderful movie every every which way but loose, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, um, and any which way you can or something, right? Uh, I don't know if she was in both, but she was definitely in every every which way but loose. Uh, and yeah, she was a woman with a shotgun in that movie. I don't know. I'm just going over pictures, folks, on Google Images. Um, so yes, yeah, she was a she might be. She was an actress. She was around for a long time. I don't know. She, I guess she kind of looks like her a little bit. Not really. Um, I just thought apparently it, was, it sounds a lot like her. Though, yeah. Too, okay. So. so there we go. It, it was it was a it was a nice read and run cartoon, a very sentimental one. Um, hmm. a, little, a little sad, you know. Yeah. But, but it ends, of course, with Runt going back to his. He's finally gone back to his. Where's the cat joke? Yep. Which has not been around for a while. For a while, yeah. It's... <laughs> well, let's go ahead and move over to our next segment. And for that, we actually have a special guest. Oh, boy. And now, the Warner Brothers, in a scene from Shakespeare's Hamlet, translated for those viewers who, like Yako, have no idea what he's talking about. 
Okay, well, before we move on, we have a special guest joining us once again. That's right. Hi. Hi, Nathan. It's me. <laughs> no, that's not you. You can't do a woman's voice like that. Get uh, out of my way. It's my wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> yeah, it's me, Jordan from Jordan Asks What's News With You. Yay. Hey, everyone. Hey, welcome back, Jordan. Uh, you just got back from a Shakespearean adventure, didn't you? I did, yeah. I just ended it in January, so I've had a whole month off from all that Shakespeare stuff. I did Hamlet. I played Guildenstern, so we gender swapped it. There uh, you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is fantastic because, of course, we are seeing a selection right now uh, in today's episode of Animaniacs uh, with Shakespeare. And what do you know? It's with Hamlet. It's a scene from Hamlet. This couldn't be better. What are the odds? Yeah. Well, you know, we have this scene right here with Horatio, uh, and uh, we have Horatio, Hamlet, and uh, Hamlet's holding Yorick's head, right? Correct. Yeah. He seems to be holding like a whole like stuffed dummy, uh, but you know, <laughs> essentially, yeah, it is supposed to be like Yorick's skull, <laughs> as it's done in uh, Hamlet uh, by Shakespeare. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan, just just so the listener doesn't know, this that's actually not a stuffed dummy. Did you know oh. that? Oh, all it's right. Okay. I'm a novice. When she it comes is a novice. It is. This is this is a character <laughs> called Mr. Skullhead, oh. and he is in uh, many different segments called like Good Idea, Bad Idea, and he is he's he's actually goes all the way back to the early '90s with uh with the show called Tiny Toon Adventures. Now, you're not that familiar with Animaniacs. Are you familiar at all with Tiny Toon Adventures that at all? That actually sounds familiar now. When you said okay. uh yeah, the uh Mr. Skullhead? Yeah. Okay. It is, I'm starting to have minor flashbacks. Yes, minor flashbacks. It's been a long time. One of these days we're going to have to like sit Jordan down and like have her watch like a couple episodes and go, "Okay, now what do you think about this?" Show me your top 5 favorite ones and I'll watch well, those. Well, we will we will definitely get to those. <laughs> so so we have the, the Mr. Skullhead, a.k.a. Yeah, a stuffed dummy, being held by Yakko uh, slash Hamlet in this scene right here. Um, what is the, the... In the actual play Hamlet, what the heck is going on in this scene? Okay, so basically Hamlet's coming back from exile, back to Elsinore, and he's going across the graveyard where there is a grave digger who is uh, digging a new grave, and for which we will find out later to be Ophelia, one of um, Hamlet's love interests in the show. Um, uh, so and in case you're not familiar. So anyway, so the gravedigger is taking out all these old skulls, old bones and whatnot. And Hamlet asks like, oh, uh, who's this skull right here? And apparently the gra- gravedigger is very good at knowing skulls and says, oh, that's, that's Yorick, <laughs> the king's jester. Um, it's 23 years old. It's been in this graveyard. And so... And that is what, you know, starts this monologue with wow. the with the skull. Alas, poor Yorick. I wonder, did they just dump, like, some bodies, like, in certain, just various holes when they weren't a certain... I would imagine, yes. I would think in a graveyard you'd run out of space uh-huh. or, you know, you'd start stacking bodies. I know uh, that's, yeah. that's actually not too, uh, a no- it's not a much of a novel idea any- right. these days. It's still being done. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, York probably could So couldn't... you're digging a fresh grave and you're running into some old bones here and uh-huh. there. <laughs> so let's let's talk about uh, the, the, the translation right here that uh, Dot does. Um, 
Is it a good translation? Is there anything that kind of stands out? I mean, obviously she jokes around a little sure. bit, right? Again, Dot proves to be very astute at Elizabethan uh, language. <laughs> I was very... Uh, I liked how, you know, she does frame it in a way for both uh, young people and older people to understand and in a joking uh-huh. manner because you can't take Shakespeare too uh, literally all the time. I mean, he was also quite comedic so i yeah i think he wouldn't uh mind dot's interpretation at all yeah <laughs> uh for instance let's see alas poor yorick i knew him horatio a fellow of infinite jest so yeah right off the bat he's just saying like he was uh the king's jester he was mm-hmm. uh a man of the court a royal uh jester so uh let's see of most excellent fancy, he had a great imagination, and he hath borne me on his back a thousand times. And I think right after that, Dot says, like, he gave me piggyback rides. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, that's exactly, how else can you interpret that? And well, what a fun little way of putting it for kids of the 90s, because <laughs> that's what we were all about. <laughs> and uh, and now how abhorred in my imagination it is, my gorge rises at it. And she says, um, I'm going to blow chunks. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, my uh, gorge is an archaic term for the throat. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's like his throat is rising. Yeah, he's going to throw up so okay yeah not a bad interpretation i must say and then here hung those lips that i have kissed i know not how oft and then i think dot says something along the lines of we used to kiss a lot right not and (laughs) (laughs) i think that was just the the animator's way of getting around a a weird uh, line like that for someone to be kissing someone else yes and i you know i think it was just like a playful you know how kids kiss their you know parents or whatnot Uh so i i didn't take too much to heart with that the the not joke (laughs) didn't make much sense but i get that she was just trying to like Moving on. <laughs> it sounded very like Wayne's Worldish to yeah. me. Yeah, like, no. I think it was topical that. for its time. Yeah. And then, where be your jibes now? Your gambles, your songs, your flashes of merriment that were wont to set the table on a roar. And I believe Dot says, "How come you're not funny now?" <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. So I, you know, it was. Uh, I think, or, you know, why aren't you, where are your jokes, where are your pranks and whatnot? So, yeah, it's just uh, saying, okay. like, and it's amazing that he's talking directly to the skull as if it is alive. Right. I mean, he's really, like, toying with it. And then he says, not one now to mock your own grinning, quite chapfallen. And uh, <laughs> she says something about, like, you don't have a jaw anymore. You're not laughing. And, right. Um, which is, you know, true. It would have been a skull probably without a lower jaw. Um, probably would have, you know, it's 23 years old. There's no way. It probably could have lasted that. <laughs> long um and it just looks cool that way which is the top teeth showing yes um and chap fallen of course meaning like hanging uh-huh. like lower you know as if you're exhausted and uh now get you to my lady's chamber of course like right before this we've seen wacko pull i believe share out of the grave right he- <laughs> and she's gone off running yes um so in this case <laughs> i think they're trying to give you a, a better image of some lady i took it to be hamlet's mother gertrude Uh but in this case they're saying uh you know get uh now get you to my lady's chamber and tell her let her paint an inch thick to this favor she must come make her laugh at that and basically it's um saying that you know let her know that doesn't matter how much makeup she puts on she's Mm -hmm. still gonna end up looking like you croak and look like you i think dot says so very accurate actually i mean even if she they're referring to Cher in this 
case. <laughs> and maybe because those shares, like all of her plastic surgery, something like maybe. that. Maybe that's why they chose her to be the image for that. They two share a lot. Do they for, really? Do yeah, they make fun they, of her? There's caricatures of share <laughs> oh, and dear. references to share a lot in these. Uh, well, she was huge, you know? Oh, she, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I can see why they'd want to poke fun at her. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so they, they did a good job with that. And then, pretty Horatio, tell me one thing. And it's supposed to be a line to Horatio where he responds, but in, instead, uh, uh, what is it? Yakko? Wacko. Wacko, he says. Uh, the, the, epi- the next episode. So Yes. Uh, in that case, yeah, that's not accurate. <laughs> but, uh, but overall, yeah, Dot does a really great job uh, laying it out for, for anyone watching who doesn't cool. understand Shakespeare very well. Excellent. So, and yeah, and uh, I think it, the, the costumes and everything like that pretty much match up with the traditional... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's safe to say, though, that in Shakespeare's time, they were also doing period pieces. Mm-hmm. So uh, they would also have costumes, you know, togas, if they were doing Julius Caesar. You know, we always picture like, oh, they're in tights and whatnot. They have like high collars, those ruffled collars. But that wasn't always the case. I mean, just as, you know, we do the 1940s and 1950s and we dress up, they were also doing that for their time period. They were trying to mimic as another time for their histories. Oh, cool. And um, one thing... Thing I, I came across while studying this and researching it was that this was probably the Yorick was probably modeled after an actual uh, jester for that was during the time of Queen Elizabeth mm-hmm. uh, named Richard Charlton or sorry Richard Tarleton so um, so yeah who's very famous had uh, spoken a lot of rhyme very uh, did fencing wrote his own plays did his uh, own poetry uh, called Doggerel, which is kind of an um, irregular rhythm of poetry. So huh. very interesting stuff there. Yeah. To actually, I started like diving deep into Richard Tarleton. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so yeah, if you're really, you know, want to know about a King's jester, look up that one. So now we know who, who Mr. Skullhead really is then. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Yeah. yeah yes. His real name is probably Richard Tarleton. Oh, there we go. I'm sure the animators probably thought about of that. Of course. Totally. Definitely. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, Jordan, thank you so much again for being our Shakespearean expert. Oh, I love being here to verify whether Dot is right or not. <laughs> and we do have one more, one more coming up, I believe, uh, which is Macbeth, which will be our, Ooh, I think exciting. it's the third and final uh, uh, one will be coming up in a future episode. The Scottish so. play. How yes. exciting. Yes, indeed. Old Mackers. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jordan, before you go, let's give, uh, again, you, you mentioned your podcast real quick. What's it called once again? It is Jordan Asks WNWY, or What's News With You, uh-huh. and where I sit down with a different guest every two weeks and ask them the same question. What's news with you? The conversation can go anywhere and can be about anything. I promise. Yes, <laughs> it, it certainly does go everywhere and anywhere. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you so much, Jordan, for of coming course. on once again. And uh, let's give her a hand, Ethan. Yay. Clap, clap, clap. Okay. <laughs> so supportive. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. So I forgot to mention uh, Last Poor Skullhead, uh, written by Shakespeare. So there we go. Thank you. We've got to get proper credit to the writing of this. <laughs> uh, any, any thoughts on a Last Poor Skullhead, guys, before we move on to our next uh, segment? I, I like that Wacko kept pulling out random things from the background just like <laughs> a rocket ship and you know yeah a giant squid oh yeah that fun. giant squid i'm glad my wife wasn't looking at the screen at that point because <laughs> she has a horrible uh, fear of a uh, giant squid and uh, no yeah she wouldn't want to go to graveyards so. yes apparently <laughs> kelly what about you i i really enjoyed it as someone who majored in english and 
I think I ended up reading Hamlet about four or five times. Because <laughs> um, that's the, the Shakespeare play every teacher wanted to teach. But I, I mean, I like it. I like it's a great play. But uh, I, I even I could could see that Dot's interpretation was really accurate, mm-hmm. even though it you know, it was kind of funny and um, you know the way she was describing stuff was was a little silly at times. But it was it was actually pretty pretty spot on. And uh, um, so I got a I got a kick out of it. And the fact that they used Mister Skullhead as Yorick was was <laughs> mm-hmm. very inspired. Yes. Uh, and, and it was good animation, too. Yeah. Good and animation. It was nice having a second uh, reference to share in this episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Double your share references. Ever heard of her? <laughs> well, let's go ahead and move on to our next cartoon. Next cartoon is called White Gloves, and it was written by Nicholas Hollander, and it was directed by Rusty Mills, Nathan... What happens in white gloves? Like white diamonds. Yeah. No, white gloves. So we open up um, on Wacko. He's playing the piano, and he's really good at it. Like, good job, Wacko. Uh But then his gloves kind of bounce off, and they start playing the piano by themselves, and he's just digging it. And uh, then the gloves fly away out the, the outside of the water tower. And that's how apparently he loses all of his gloves, I guess. <laughs> he, um, loses, he loses more of them that way, at yeah, least. Yeah, other than, I don't know what other way he loses them. But anyways, uh, <laughs> the usually I feel like that's how like a Disney cartoon would end at that point or something. Yes. Um, but instead we see the gloves go on a whole bunch of antics of uh, basically trying to get money and uh, going d- dancing and going on trains and trying to get a job. Um and then getting arrested, and then they end up going back to the water tower at the very end, and everything's happy and good. So, <laughs> so yes, we get to see a, a glimpse into the life of gloves. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Yeah, sure. Um, well, the, this whole you know gag of of you know taking uh, inanimate objects uh, such as cartoon gloves mm-hmm. i've seen it happen in a few other cartoons yeah uh, i think it's happened a few times in mickey mouse cartoons for example like uh i want to say when i want to say when mickey was uh playing guitar in a uh, hawaiian holiday or something with uh Minnie mouse doing kind of a hawaii mm-hmm. kind of dance that his his gloves kind of Maybe I'm just imagining his fingers doing it, but I'm pretty sure they jumped off of his so. hands and danced around a little bit. And then there was the other uh, Mickey cartoon. I think it was called Mickey Through the Looking Glass. That's the one I think of when I. Yeah, and like they didn't. And he, like they just danced together, right? Yeah, with cards and stuff like it's a, that. It's a weird episode, but yeah, he has. Yeah, so you know, gloves. we've seen this. We I've seen this before in some classic stuff. It reminded me a lot of. Classic Merry Melodies, Looney Tunes, yeah. Silly Symphony kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, they're they're flying all around the place. They they get famous for a while, and mm-hmm. uh, they get dirty and they get torn. And yeah, they get run over by a bulldozer. I guess they get arrested at one point. Yeah, and torn, and they're kind of beaten up. But <laughs> eventually, they somehow make it home. Yeah, they hear Wacko playing the piano, lonely and sad, and they get all excited and run back to him. And the music picks up again. It's a very uh, musical episode, so it's nice. That's very true. Um, well, Nathan, what did you think about this this cartoon? I enjoyed it. I'm ready for the next one with Wacko, where he gets to play the xylophone. 
with his butt. <laughs> that got a laugh out of one of the students at my school today because I was just showing this around lunchtime mm-hmm. just to watch it again, and the kid was totally tuned out about what was going on. But they t- they happened to walk in just for that line, <laughs> and they went <laughs> with his butt. Tomorrow I'll play the xylophone with my butt. <laughs> that that got a laugh. It's it's kind of funny. <laughs> Kelly, what about you? I I didn't really like it. Yeah. I, I think because I think because I'm a, I'm a writer. Uh-huh. Uh I and and I I love to quote Animaniacs. The, the episodes that are just not really they don't have hardly any dialogue and it, it's all about the visuals. Uh-huh. I which is weird cuz I like art and I I like visual stuff right. but I, I really just prefer the episodes that are, are witty and with clever lines and you know snappy dialogue and stuff and so i find that with with these kinds of episodes my attention just starts straying and i, I just don't find it easy to focus on it <laughs> yeah i had to watch it like a couple times to actually see everything that happens to it because i it just it's hard to keep my attention on it but i i enjoyed it still well enough i got yeah. i got a whole sense that there's this whole other society that we're not familiar with that that these gloves are jumping around like there's police gloves mm-hmm. and there's criminal gloves there's work gloves of course yes and the criminal the burglar gloves apparently want to steal tv sets for some reason <laughs> i yeah. don't know what's going on but this whole and 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 they arrested the white oh. Yes, go it's ahead. Like the enchanted, it's like the enchanted objects in the Beast's castle. Oh, mm. there you go. Yeah, there you go. Except the TV wasn't alive. Maybe it was. Maybe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That'll be the next cartoon with the yeah. TVs coming alive. Yeah, it. you know, it, it was mildly successful, I think, in its... In its uh, you know, performance, I guess you could say for me. Yeah. Um, it was, it wasn't bad. It was just, eh, it was. Eh. Yeah, I know. It's not memorable. I didn't, but. No, Wacko does have a funny it, line at the end, I suppose. Yeah. And it, it kind of reminded me of the Freakazoid, like when he gets his sidekick, uh, Mr. Hand or what is his? <laughs> I think it was Mr. Hand. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get married, like his two hands oh, get married. I love that yeah. It just kind of reminded me of that. It was like, Seeing these long adventures, although the Freakazoid did it better. But Much better. Yeah. Yes. That's like Freakazoid's hands get married to one another, <laughs> and then it just keeps going and just keeps going. Yeah. Another job well done, thanks to Handman. My hero. Darling. Okay, well, anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We'll maybe talk about it someday, but whatever. (laughs) Well, Well, before we get over to our water tower rating, let's talk about one last thing, which is the Wheel of Morality. All right. It's that time again. To pretend to throw up? To floss? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. So today's moral was, Nathan... Early to rise, early to bed. Makes a man healthy, but socially dead. <laughs> so, um, stay up late, 
folks if you want to have friends you got to have that social life <laughs> yeah i loved this quote i thought like i would love to like make this as a quote that it's so popular to like go to target or Kohl's and and mm. you get your little quote that you put over your bed that says you know kiss me before going to bed or you know, I don't know yada, yada. what you're talking about, well, but you know, the, the, you know those what vinyl kind of things you have hanging over your bed. But <laughs> no, they have these like vinyl <laughs> letterings of quotes and stuff like that okay. that can go over your over your bed or whatever on your wall. And I just think this would be a a wonderful quote mm-hmm. uh, right there. And so uh, I'll have to make one. I think I'll make a a vinyl one right there and put that cute. over the bed. <laughs> but uh, a, a cute wheel of morality right there. Yeah, just a nice little filler. Yeah, they almost won a trip to Tahiti as well. Yeah. So they were this, they were one off. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get to our uh, water tower rating for this episode. So, what do you guys think? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and go first. I haven't okay. gone in a while. Uh, out of five water towers, I will give this one. Uh, two and a half, I guess. Um, you know, not just, and whenever I give a two and a half, I again, I feel like that's a 50%. It's a terrible, it is a 50%. It, it, is, it is, and it's not necessarily because I, I almost gave it a three. Uh, it's, I think it's a nice episode of the Animaniacs. It's not one I would necessarily revisit, but it has a lot of nice filler portions mm-hmm. that, uh, are kind of classics of Animaniacs, I think. Um, I just didn't really like the, two main segments here but the filler portions were the good part it was kind of weird yeah that the filler was the best part and smitten with kittens and uh and uh the glove adventure <laughs> was only white so gloves s- yeah white gloves was only so so you know so that was that was my thoughts uh kelly what about you how many water towers would you give this one i think i would go with two and a half as well um i i liked smitten with kittens so but I, I didn't find the, the filler stuff because uh, I don't even remember watching Good Idea, Bad Idea. So <laughs> I um, it wasn't it didn't particularly grab me. And then I I thought and, and the Dots Poetry Corner just wasn't that funny. I did like the Wheel of Morality. So all, all told, I, I, I'll go with two and a half. All right, Nathan, what about you? I'm going to go with three. Oh, OK. To... Mix things up. Yeah, because I want to agree with you guys. <laughs> no, uh, it was. No, I, I, I liked uh, Wacko's uh, thing well enough, his segment, and all the fillers were good, so. It I pushes mean, it up to a three. Yeah, exactly. I just. Okay. But, and then I do like the, the Shakespeare culture of that, so. Yes. Was, you felt more cultured afterwards. Exactly. Excellent. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and head off to the island of some sort, Isla Nublar. Find out what our poll results were from last week. Hello there, this is your announcer speaking to you live from at the power shed on the island of Isla Nublar. It's uh, it's very pretty out here. However, the island has been uh, taken over by uh, dinosaurs. I know, I know, they went extinct over a thousand years ago. But it's true. Well, I've been asked here to wait and to hold on to my posteriors by Mr. Arnold. But uh, while I'm waiting here for him to restore the power, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the results of last week's Twitter poll. 
to ask, which of these is the best pinky in the brain cartoon from hashtag Animaniacs, hashtag Animaniacast poll? 3% said Opportunity Knocks. 12% said Jockey for Position. 20% said Spellbound. But it was Bubba Boba Brain who was the winner of this poll with 65%. So there you go. Well, I hear a lot of noises outside. I wonder if it's Mr. Arnold. Oh, oh, he's sticking his arm out to give me a high five. Well, there we are. Great Gatsby's ghost. That arm isn't attached to him. Oh, and there's ravenous raptors trying to get in. Well, I'd better get out of here. Here, raptors. Here, here let me give you a hand. <laughs> or at least a hand out. Well, before I also become finger food, let's get back to the studio with this week's poll. Yay! That sounds interesting what's going on with that announcer. Okay. I don't know really what more to say about that guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But let's go ahead and get to our uh, thoughts for this. What's the best pinky in the brain of those? What do you think, Nathan? Nathan? Okay. Um, I, w- I almost said opportunity knocks, but I, of course I ended up voting for Bubba Bo Bob Brain. <laughs> Bubba Bo Bob Brain, and, and give me one reason why you like that the most. I just the name. I'm just saying <laughs> Bubba Bo Bob Brain. It's just too funny to not vote for it. <laughs> and Kelly, what about you? I also chose Bubba Bo Bob Brain. Yes, <laughs> and I did too. Bubba Bo Bob Brain is it's it's, it's great, and that's why I won. Yeah. It's great stuff. It, for me, it's it, it's the it's the it's the legs. Yes. Yeah. Hitting the, the doors. And and when he says when he says you all, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he he just can't bring himself to say y'all. <laughs> yes, that was that, that was such a good episode. In, yeah, in and then of course meeting Dolly Parton. So mm-hmm. it's lots of fun uh, parts. Yeah, so funny. And he came so close to ruling the world too in it. So that, yeah. And a lot of these, like, he doesn't even come close because it's like he's just trying to get money to get this other thing. Yeah. This one, like, he's actually. He actually did hypnotize apparently everybody in the world. Yeah. That was back when. That was back in the broadcast days where you didn't have that many channels and you could could actually hypnotize a large amount of people. (laughs) That reminds me that we still haven't seen Big Ears Noodle Noggin. No, we haven't. Nope. Ah, that's one to look forward to. I <laughs> almost forgot about that one. I get so excited about future episodes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, before we move on to future episodes, future episodes, <laughs> we got to close out this episode. <laughs> Nathan, what is the poll for this week? All right. The question is, what are the Warners? Hey, you, listener, what are they? Okay. Are they dogs? Uh-huh. Are they cats? Yeah. Are they infested with fleas? <laughs> itchy, itchy. Or are they just cute? I guess. You the, can't say all of the above. You have to pick all, the thing that they are most. I guess to you. what they are most. And if you want to write in Time Lord, that's fine. But it's not on the <laughs> poll, I guess. I know. Right. I'll be writing that in. You'll be writing those in. But... <laughs> I know. I always love polls when people, and then they just kind of write what their responses are instead of yeah. uh, that. But uh, yes, go ahead and make but, from those four. Yeah. 
There's plenty of other things that they could possibly You can do. write in your answer, but just also vote on one of those four, and then also write in what you want. Sure, so. why not? <laughs> okay, well, go ahead and go over to twitter.com slash animaniacast, or simply search on Twitter for hashtag animaniacastpoll, and you can make your voice heard. Well, let's go ahead and get to some contact information. Kelly... Where can people go online to get in contact with you? They can find me, Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at BigShinyRobot.com or Yoda Princess at Twitter. All right. And Nathan, how about you? I'm also on Twitter at JangoFT. That is me. Well, you know what? We're on Twitter, too, as the Animaniacast. What? Yeah. You can go to Twitter.com slash Animaniacast. You can go to Facebook.com slash Animaniacast. Or you could write us an email, which is animaniacast at retrozap.com. And speaking of retrozap.com, you can head over there to see some fantastic articles and outstanding podcasts. There's stuff about Star Wars. There's stuff about Star Wars and Disney. And there's just miscellaneous nerdy stuff. And uh, or we're kind of fit into the miscellaneous, if I miscellaneous. <laughs> yes, we are definitely. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's miscellaneous right now. Come on in, miss. Oh, where is this? Okay, okay, goodbye. Bye. Okay, there she goes. <laughs> so head on over to RetroZap.com and check out all that stuff. And we will be back next week with episode 40 of The Animaniacs, which uh, I think, well, let's see, we're going to be on a game show next mm. week. This, will be, this should be fun. It's, uh, it's one of my one of my favorite episodes right there with going on a game show. Uh, yes. Oh, is, is it is it the Isaac Newton? Yes, it is. So if you're, <gasps> <laughs> so we're gonna learn all about Isaac Newton next week. Maybe not really. Anyway, yay! <laughs> but until then, uh, for the Animaniacast, this is Joey and for Nathan and Kelly. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. I don't know about you, but I'm touched. In the head. 